0: Period. that jingle is the benefit of having a musical friend. We love you, Christine.
1: We love you, Christine. Um, I guess that leads into our first question, our favorite media of the week. Um, for me, it's been the last two minutes of Lana Rey's new song, A&W. So good. Um, when I first listened to it, I... I have to say, I didn't get through the full seven minutes, but I really loved the last two minutes, and it makes me excited for her album.
0: When I first started listening to it, I almost fell asleep. But then, when I got to the last two minutes, the entire first five made so much sense.
1: No, the way that her new album and Succession comes out in the same week, we're not gonna, you're not gonna hear from me No.
0: And she pushed it back, I'm really sad. It was supposed to come out the first night of spring break. But it been so good. It's okay.
1: But I need time to listen to it, sit down and listen to it.
0: I think my song of the week is equally... Free by Florence and the Machine self-explanatory and F2F by SZA no explanation
1: obsessed I love that album it's yeah. so good um, in terms of TV it's still Move MANA oh, so good we love this we wanna we should do a um.
0: a live a, reaction a
1: live reaction to Move MANA oh,
0: it's so good it's can you so tell cool. them about
1: it so it's basically the premise is these like mothers and sons think they're going on two separate like reality shows or no actually the same reality show but they're gonna have like an influence on who the other is dating mm-hmm. um, kind of like a mother knows best type thing but they actually all end up in the same villa so they're dating the mothers are dating each other's sons whilst yeah. they're all living in the same villa it's so good it's crazy it's kind of like a Love Island Freud type thing yeah
0: and it's so good because this is actual reality reality TV in yeah. the way that the Kardashians started off maybe a little bit real but have become just so out of touch with reality that's why i can't watch it anymore it's just so boring yeah but these are real life milfs mm-hmm. who are put in a villa with their real life kind of hot suns no
1: the, the like it feels too real sometimes like sometimes you're like how is it happening i, I read a rolling stone interview that described it as like a new low for reality tv i totally disagree i love it no i love it but like isn't like it's yeah the problem is it's just too real and you kind of like imagine in that situation i feel really
0: bad without spoiling it um we won't say who but there's a challenge in episode two where the moms and the sons have to dupe like each other with a secret and so um they don't know that they're gonna have to actually expose whose secret was who at the end um in order to prove that they did successfully dupe their son so one of the mother's secrets was that she slept with her son's best friend which is and her yeah. son has a breakdown and it's it yeah. was really
1: and imagine like yeah being filmed and knowing that everyone is going to know this is unreal
0: it's so unreal but
1: anyway one thing that we're also looking forward to seeing is cocaine bear so excited the reviews are terrible but we'll be the judge of it i guess yeah. this is
0: my this is my genre of movie yeah. also um you know me and bears yeah, oh God. I believe this bear could have information that I need, Yeah, so...
1: Maybe it was the same bear. Yeah. We haven't explored all these options.
0: Um, Not to get too dark, but for context, the information is that a bear murdered my dog. True story. So I believe that Cocaine Bear might know what happened to my dog.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I hope it does.
0: I hope so, too. Mm-hmm. We have to go. We
1: have to go. Later this week. Later this week, yeah, yeah. for sure. Um, but getting to the main topic of this episode... Um, it's about a book, Defining Decade, by Dr. Mac J. Um, so good. So, so good.
0: basically, Harry and I, I think we both had numerous people recommend it to us. Did I read it first, though?
1: Yeah, you, actually, you were the one that recommended it to oh, me. Oh, okay.
0: Yeah. And for me, my sister, Sarah, recommended it to me, and then my roommate, Cam. And this book is truly as good as the number of people that have probably recommended it to you, too, if you listen to it, no matter how old you are. So I think... First of all, one of the main preferences of this book is that your 20s aren't actually age 20 to 30 necessarily. Like some people go through their defining decade when they're 25 to 35. Some people started a little earlier. Um, The point being of the book is that everyone's most defining decade for their entire life, more so than adolescence, more so than young childhood, is their 20s. -hmm. And she has three main sections, which we're going to get into today. But to premise what we're talking about, we're not saying that we know exactly how to the pinnacle of your life in your 20s um we're only 22 and also I can speak for myself I feel like I know more of how to not do your 20s and how to do your 20s but we're just gonna be giving our opinions on the highlights of this book and also like adding certain things that we wish she did say too
1: yeah no this book really changed the way that I thought about being intentional with my time yeah and um, to that I'm very grateful
0: I feel like I didn't start my 20s until I read this book like yeah. I read this um last December so a couple weeks before I turned 22 and that was officially when I was like okay this is it mm. and I felt in one more thing too if you are someone who's ever felt lost which I imagine is many people this book is the most directional thing I've ever had in my yeah, entire life so
1: I feel like I often have said to people like I just wish someone could tell me what to do yes and this gets the closest to that and yeah. also I mean me personally I've decided that having read this book my 20s gonna start the day I graduate perfect um, yeah,
0: for me, reading this book, it was almost immediately transformative. Um, mm-hmm. I hope my family backs that up because they were with me when I read this. But um, but I, I totally get what you mean. Like, and and she says that in the book. Like, Your 20s can kind of start once you start thinking about these things, whether you mm-hmm. just naturally come to these conclusions on your own or whether you read her book and it changed your life. But one thing to warn you of that she warns in the introduction is that this book is centered around the myth that 30s are the new 20s so you can kind of just mess around your entire 20s and be aimless and like it doesn't matter at all like your 20s aren't consequential the entire book is framed around refuting that myth
1: yeah and i guess that's i guess i'll we'll get into the first section um like about your work and your career um basically it is that kind of central principle of like no actually this time does matter and you know wasting years at a job that you don't that isn't Kind of what you want to be doing or isn't even like a step towards that direction it's just not okay so i think one story that really stood out to me was she had this patient who was had just graduated college and all of her friends had moved away to go work in like bigger metropolitan cities um in more corporate jobs and she has always been like a creative person Mm. and eventually wanted to end to end up um in hollywood working with animators so She brings this problem to Dr. McJay, where basically she's either going to work in a cafe or she's going to work as kind of an assistant at an animation studio. And she says, like, the cafe pays more, like, it'll give her more free time to work on her projects.
0: Freelance, right?
1: Freelance, yeah. Mm -hmm. But basically, Dr. McJay says, no, if you want to end up in Mm -hmm. an animation studio in Hollywood... You should go work at this animation studio like build your personal network and more importantly the keyword of this whole kind of section is getting identity capital mm-hmm. which is essentially when um it's not so much like and it, she even says she worked um as like a kayak constructor for four years for four years it's not so much about like directly relating to what you want to do but it's more making sure like giving you life skills and an interesting story to be able to tell people and talk about as yes. opposed to um and there's like and if 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 working in a cafe is part of your you know if you want to end up in hospitality and stuff like that that could be part of your identity capital mm-hmm. but it just has to be something and. It, something yeah. you can
0: talk about i think yeah. to add on to what you're saying um the way she defines identity capital is that either in your personal relationships or in your work relationships and career identity capital is something that forms part of your story that's essential to getting to you to where you want to be yeah so for example in the um working in a cafe versus working as an animator assistant um dilemma the reason why working in the cafe even though it would pay more money and give her more time to directly pursue the animation goal freelance wouldn't be as suitable to this vision of employment is because working as the assistant to the animator gives her a connection that then in interviews she can talk about and tell stories and certain experiences of being exposed to that famous or well-connected animator that then would lead her down the line to getting the next job that would help her pursue those goals and, no, and
1: that's exactly what happened <clears throat> in this scenario she ended up like leveraging this connection she made it this animation studio and then she ended up moving yeah. out to LA um so it worked out well for her and I think it was just a, a story that really stuck with yeah. me and um.
0: it reminds me of um. well you already mentioned this but Dr. Jay herself she after college didn't know exactly what she wanted to do and so she moved out west and um, was a kayak instructor for years and was working with so many people from different walks of life people who would come there for vacations and also people who came there because they were maybe troubled in a certain way and were sent there as part of a program and um, in learning to deal with so many people in the wilderness where she was completely in charge of like expeditions of 30 people who relied on her to survive for food for shelter um that gave her so much life experience that was really necessary for her to become a um doctorate level psychologist or psychiatrist i should say um and i think that's a huge part of the story as well yeah which very much reminds me of wyoming actually
1: yeah i mean yeah that was a a huge piece of identity capital for you yeah
0: i feel like a lot of people go out west for identity capital (laughs) for me it was just for a couple months and i worked as a cook in wyoming which was just an amazing experience and i totally wish i could do it again but um i think it's interesting historically too because people have been using like the quote unquote west cure for like hundreds of years in america Mm -hmm. for rest or for i guess identity capital but um, Dr. J really hits on it in this and and you too Harriet you've had a lot of identity capital.
1: Yeah, no, I something and I I realize now I'm so very grateful to my parents for um kind of thinking about Getting like different cultural experiences and really like assimilating into like, you know, Singapore, Malaysia, the UK, New Zealand like and then um, It gave me kind of the tools and the comfort and the confidence to be able to then decide to come to America for college And yes, it's different because I have my brother in Philadelphia, but just the ability to um know that I can like you can start over in new places and like yeah. without leaving other people behind. Like you yes. just kind of like and you just keep building and building on your experience and it's so important. Yeah.
0: Um, I feel like you don't even realize how um fascinating that identity capital is of having lived in different continents and different places just multiple times in your life. So I grew up an hour from where I go to college now. Um so I've really only long term lived in two places. I've spent time In other places like extended periods of time in other places but i haven't truly like lived in other places and it kind of comes up all the time when i'll just be talking with you and it'll click to me like oh my god like she has this perspective because she's just lived in so many places you know and it really is valuable
1: yeah and it's something that like when i was younger i remember i used to like say to my parents like why can't we just like i would say like crave that like you know you go to the same high school with Mm -hmm. people you went to middle school and preschool with um but now I'm, i'm super grateful yeah for it
0: Um, To summarize the work point before we switch to love, I think her main advice that really stuck with me is that sometimes you have to take the opportunity that is maybe in pursuit of your dream. Maybe it's not the highest paying one at first, and maybe it's not the most glamorous thing at first, or maybe it sucks up all your time but it'll eventually leave to your dream you kind of have to be willing to take those risks for not only identity capital but also just for this general confidence that leads you to not feeling underemployed yeah that's what she calls this like going and doing something that isn't exactly following your dream and just kind of settling for extended periods of time of course everyone has in between periods where they're not doing exactly what they want to do she's talking about spending years doing something that is like kind of deterring your confidence from pursuing what you actually want to pursue yeah. um, it kind of just reminded me we have it in us to do whatever we want if yeah. we set our minds to and,
1: and crucially she's talking about like underemployed not unemployed like you yeah, working yes. at something that's like not challenging you um, however, however that manifests and I think um, it's about confidence yeah is
0: what it's about that's her advice like be confident and I think that's what we'll both take from this
1: yeah no I mean yeah definitely has been a huge thing for me in college just like trying to get more confidence yeah Um, and I think that I'm finally like working yeah and I think a a lot of that is being confidence the confidence to say no in Mm -hmm. I mean uh, outside of like consensual like and sexual things but like the confidence to say to actually sit back and be like not so much like when you're out with like a person that you're interested in romantically. Mm-hmm. Not so much like do I do they like me, but rather like do I like them?
0: Yes. That's a better that's a better question.
1: Yeah. And um yeah, so I think do you, um, do you wanna
0: Should we segue into love? Yeah. Okay. So the next part of the book is all about relationships and I think one of her many things that she says about this that we'll talk with you about today is for her it's not necessarily dating for marriage in your twenties. It's about dating for long-term partnerships so to qualify this um what she's saying is when you date someone and you're spending a year with them multiple years with them even just a month you only have so much time in your life to make critical decisions later on yeah. so if you're wasting your time because you have some insurmountable difference with the, with the person you're dating you probably should have that conversation sooner rather than later
1: mm.
0: rather than like spend all of this valuable time when it's inevitably doomed
1: and and something interesting she's spoken about with in terms of lovers yeah as Ethan said it's not so much for marriage like um she's not commenting on on that as an institution but it's more about um there are kind of crucial things you can't miss out like women you know obviously like as technology and and medical um ability to have children later in life increases there's this idea that you can have children in your Mm -hmm. 40s and 50s but um and we've spoken about this before is that but actually like at the same kind of time like your parents getting older you're caring mm-hmm. for them you're also at the kind of the peak at your career yes in your 40s so you have to really think about like what even though you can like should you in terms exactly. of sacrificing other areas of your life
0: also like you want to be alive for the parts of your children's lives that you want to be alive yeah. for so it's just asking to plan ahead and this even applies to gay couples i mean i know for myself i always thought that i could just have kids at 40 and it would be totally fine. But this made me reconsider not just the fact that when I'm forty, my parents will be in their seventies. Yeah. And so I'll likely be taking care of them. But also um that like adding on childcare on top of caring for my parents the peak of my career. It's just kind of...
1: You're setting yourself up to be super yes. stressed. And yeah, and burnout. Um, and she's not saying that you should you need to get married in your 20s. Like, no. But you need to kind of create habits that will set you up for um, finding someone that yeah. you're going to be compatible with in that way because, you know, as we've learned and mm-hmm. so much, sometimes love just isn't enough.
0: Yeah. To add on to that, I think one of her really crucial points is she has this list of maybe 30 questions that you should have at some point in a relationship with your partner. And one of them is do you want to get married and so again we're making it seem like this whole book is centered around marriage it's actually not but let's say that you're dating you're 28 and you've been dating someone for a year and you're really dead set on getting married and they're against the institution of marriage you of the institution of marriage you probably shouldn't be with this person you know like that is a difference that maybe can't be worked out and so her whole point is there's that there's so many other things that like I had never even considered before. Um, And she gets into that list with you and really encourages you to just be asking these questions. And again, to just date someone who you have that conversation with. It's about communication. Um, On that note, we also want to talk about... Oh yeah, we have something funny to tell you. So you know how last week we spoke about songs that kind of can be a story that you tell yourself? I think I kind of had this realization before Dr. J told me. So this must have been, I think this was summer 2020. So I was 19 and this Nicki Minaj song came out called Trolls. And there's some line that goes something like, never trust a corny man, put that on my life. And I heard that and I was like, wow, that that that's a line that is a story that I tell myself now. And it just changed my life. Like my biggest ick is just if I can't take you seriously. Yeah, It's such an ick. And... I always think of Nikki when that happens and I, I can't I can't even spend like more than a week with someone who I can't take seriously.
1: And also that kind of you never want to be the corny man, so to speak. Like yeah. you want to be able to take yourself seriously so that other people can. Which is yeah. what I've I've had a realisation that like I don't take myself seriously and I don't really ask what I want sometimes, but then I never get what I want. Yeah. And then I'm frustrated but then I see other people getting what they want and I'm like, Well but they just ask yeah you know and it's they, about they had the confidence to take themselves seriously yeah and it's not a story they tell her. themselves mm-hmm.
0: and on that note that's kind of what i wish she added into this section though that she didn't um throughout the book so their sections are work and then love and then it's kind of like the brain and the body after that i wish there was one about the self and individuality mm-hmm. um kind of like you said it's about just taking yourself seriously being confident um this even applies to careers too like if you don't have a good relationship with yourself i don't think you can then be the most confident and take the best steps in your career if you don't have a good relationship with yourself you probably can't be in the most healthy relationship so on that note i kind of wish she did a little crying in hmart moment with keeping 10 percent of yourself to yourself have you read that book
1: no no but so I, good. it's on my it's
0: on my list so that book is written by michelle Zauner, who's the lead singer of japanese breakfast and it's singer, yeah. it's a memoir about the last maybe two years of her mother's life and her relationship with her then and how it changed since she was a little girl and her mother her entire life was in the same marriage with her father but was being cheated on the whole time and she Michelle didn't find that out until after her mother passed away but her mom always gave her this advice it was keep 10% of yourself to yourself no matter what mm-hmm. and when I read that in the book I was like that's so true
1: no cause if you give your whole self away and it's not about like even being manipulative. It's about like yeah like keeping a strong sense of identity because if you give 100% of yourself yeah. over I guess we're talking about relationships now 100% mm-hmm. um, of yourself over to someone then um your identity also becomes kind of tied to that person
0: yeah i wish you just had one more little sub chapter within love or even just for the entire book about your relationship with yourself i think that's so important to establish in your 20s -hmm. and it doesn't have to be like the same 10 percent of yourself that you keep for every different relationship you're in because we're in more than just our romantic relationships we're in so many different relationships but i think that the 10 percent of yourself doesn't even have to be this huge secretive thing it could just be like a place you have that's special to you that just you go to and that's mm. your happy place or the song that just you know about. Like yeah. I do think that everyone should have something that's theirs.
1: And for me I find that in like working out and like going to an exercise class by myself and then, yeah. like taking I know there's this whole like trend of taking yourself out on a date, but actually I it's kind so of get true. it. And I think this leads into like the the final chapter that we're gonna talk about, the brain and the body mm-hmm. and like Ethan and I spend a lot of time talking about the myth of leisure yes. and partying And we've both kind of, in our senior year of college, um, have kind of taken a step back from going out and of taking a step back. Because we would go out, like, hard once a week, but then we used to go out, like, Wednesday through Saturday. Yeah. And just, like, then in the day, you're kind of groggy, you don't really feel like you have the time to pursue your your passions. Yeah. um, Which is something that we've started doing more, I guess, yeah, this podcast is an example. Mm -hmm. And it's truly... um, like, I just feel like this, this year for us is about, has been about doing the things that we've said that we've always wanted to do. Yeah. And it's so rewarding. And like the feeling of like going out to the same club every weekend is just like kind of not. It's exhausting. Fun. Yeah.
0: And it's so, I mean, I think for me in not centralizing my life around going out, I found a lot of happiness in daytime things, mm. which has been really beneficial to me. Um, I think I kind of forgot in all of that going out that I'm actually a morning person and I always mm. have been at night. I think I'm my most anxious and I think in the morning I'm just really clear-headed and kind of ready to go um in this story uh Dr. J sorry not in the story in the book Dr. J speaks a lot about 20 year olds who think that like who watch movies and read books that tell them like it's your 20s you have to go out as much as you can have all these crazy stories to tell and date all these people and like do all these crazy weird jobs but what she says is really like like kind of what we've wish she would have made a chapter about it's just know yourself, know what you want when you're dating someone, know what you want in career stuff, know what you want and in terms of the brain and the body know what you want, so maybe that is partying all the time and I think that like you should be able to do what you want, but don't feel pressured that your 20s have to look a certain way on Instagram and who you know and where you've been Mm -hmm. i think that it really can be making a podcast instead of going out or it can be doing a stand-up comedy show like yes
1: which i did for the first time yesterday and it's just something that i always wanted to try out and always like kind of like say that i'd done and um in the lead up to it i was really stressed and i wanted to cancel it but then the feeling of like having kind of and it's not something that i like really expressed to like too many Mm -hmm. people until like the weeks leading up to it but then just finally like doing something and and getting off that stage is just like way better than yeah like, just a good feeling of having completed something like and it doesn't end like like not that it like went super well but like just like having like having achieved it hey, it did go super well thank you but <laughs> the room
0: was actually erupting with laughter at every single joke nothing didn't land
1: but also most of them were my friends that i've made calls. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's not true that was a big room that was a big big room big you killed room. it yeah
1: but it was um super exciting but i think um yeah the moral of the story is just and she's yeah in the book she's not saying like you have to know what you want now but if you well she is kind of saying you have to have like a general idea which I think at 22 like everyone kind of does know where they maybe want to be or it's not even like what job you're going to have what are you going to do this but like what kind of life what kind of like person do you want to be in 30 years time
0: I think that the way that I read it is she urges you to pause, even if you don't. Like You could be 28 and not know what you want. Mm-hmm. To pause then and just try to prioritize. Yeah. There's lists in the book of potential priorities that you could have. So I actually highly urge everyone to read this book. Mm-hmm. It's really short. It's only like 200 pages.
1: And the font's pretty big. You just yeah. like, honestly, like you can read it in a day. Yeah,
0: you'll open this book and you will not want to stop. Yeah. But it just urges you to... If you feel lost, pause, reflect, and try to figure out those priorities and then work towards them. It's never yeah. too late. And if you do know your priorities, don't be fooled by the myth of your 20s that yeah. like you have to always be going out or you have to have like a ton of crazy dating stories or this or that. Like your 20s can be what you want. And in fact, it can, it can be the most positively formative time of your yeah. life.
1: And the other reason that you will feel like you have to finish this book, and this was my experience reading it, you start the chapter, and, like, if you end up reading this book, don't stress out. Like, the introduction and the opening of every chapter is kind of stressful, because yeah. she doesn't really get to the advice thing until the end, so you'll yeah. be sitting there, like, reading things and be like, oh my god, this is me, this is me. So you kind of do have to read, like, at least a whole section at, at once. Yeah. Which no, is the only thing. It's not the yeah. most, like, um...
0: It's something you can stable, pick up and put down. Yes, yeah, <laughs> book.
1: But, um... But that's yeah. the
0: best book though, when you just want to finish it. Yeah.
1: But we really, we really enjoyed this book. And um, yeah, I think. Highly recommend. Highly recommend.
0: One of my favorite books ever, maybe. And yeah. I don't really love self help books. The
1: most helpful, like one of the only self help books. I mean, someone yeah. gave me, when I was a sophomore, gave me Why Men Love Bitches. <laughs> and that was not a helpful book. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, but. I this guess. one's really good. So.
0: Should we tell them what we're thinking of for the rest of the semester I of think our podcast?
1: Should. I mean,. First, yeah. Ethan and I realized today that we have hardly any photos of each other. So yeah. <laughs> like picking our album photo for each episode is something that we're gonna have to be more intentional about. So yeah. If you see us out, please take a photo of us together.
0: Seriously, we have maybe like six photos together: three that we like, three that we hate. Yeah. And this is our third episode, so, yeah, so we're running out. <laughs> and also, we really want to do an episode where we squash someone's beef. So we're not exactly sure how that look. Whether we would invite the guests on, or whether we want you to kind of like DM us an anonymous beef, and then we'll kind of disentangle it for you. But um, if you have any leads on that, please DM us.
1: Yeah, we're happy to do kind of like a Jada Pinkett Smith like red table talk. Yeah. Um, not exactly like that. Though, yeah, we'll but, call um, it
0: squash the beef. So yeah, if you're interested in squash the beef, please DM us. Also, um, we are going to be, at some point, interviewing the $10 poster boys at Columbia. We're super excited for that.
1: Yeah. And the other thing that we would love some input on is we... So I've spoken to a couple of you guys about doing a podcast launch party at our favorite bar, Holiday Cocktail Lounge. But we thought it would be really exciting to do a live podcast slash party. Yeah. Um, We don't know
0: exactly how that form would take, but if you have ideas, please reach out to us.
1: Yeah. Anyway.
0: On that note, we love you for listening.
1: We love you for listening.